At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And we're off and running on a Monday. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Good to be back. He never went anywhere. My God. He's back. Welcome back. Oh, it's good to be back. Welcome back. Good to be back a little, uh, you know, three days with a former NFL quarterback. I needed to get away. Just, just get off. Fly across over to Hawaii for a couple days. Yeah, some people get away. They go to the other side of town, <laughs> maybe a neighboring city. Nope. Rich people. <laughs> Hawaii. Uh, I like it. I like it. We'll have to look at, uh, we'll have to compare paychecks one of these days, especially from your days in the NFL. But you make all your money from betting, so I don't know what's going on over here. <laughs> well, we, we have smart people on the show. It was nice uh, looking down at some, uh, some preseason scores, and you and I said, Hey, the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders might be looking to look looking to prove something, and you know what? I've never liked Nathan Peterman more in my life. <laughs> he played a lot. He played a lot. Like he, he was slinging it the whole game. He was slinging he, it too, he, dropping he, back, slinging it all over the field. We'll take that. Um, and absolutely. I, you said something before the start of the show, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm very excited about it. You said, you know what? I might have to start betting on some preseason football. I'm going to have to start looking, looking. at it, at least potentially betting because I feel like Denver has a legitimate quarterback competition going. Yes, they do. So they want Teddy and his, um, Drew and Drew, Drew, Locke. Drew Locke to both have a fair opportunity. So they're going to play maybe not the starter starters, but guys that give them an opportunity to be evaluated. And that's a huge advantage when other teams are resting or not playing their starters much. The fact that Denver is in a competition, so you're getting a better version of the Denver Broncos than maybe some of their opponents. 
100% and you look at what they did to the Minnesota Vikings, they didn't care about Woodshed. They didn't care about that game. They went 33-6, to and the market has adjusted because of that. And this was something we'll keep an eye on all throughout the week. And I know Mitch Moss pointed it out today on Twitter and talked about it on Follow the Money. But Denver and Seattle opened Denver minus 2.5. It's now in most spots 6 a three-and-a-half-point move towards Denver. And once again, normally you would think Denver-Seattle, well, De- Seattle's better. Seattle's at home. It, that doesn't matter in the preseason. To your point, Sean, what did we just see? We saw Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. These two guys are fighting for their lives, so to speak, to become a starter in the NFL, to be the starter. Seattle knows who their starter is. They've got other issues going on. They don't care realistically about this game. And it, it, to me, it means that someone knows that Seattle is not going to play Metcalf, Wilson, and Adams won't be available on defense. So it makes sense now. Denver, the deck's stacked in their favor. They're still trying to figure some things out. So I think the line adjusted. I still don't know if it adjusted enough. Well, think about this, too. I mean, two places that you would think are big-time home field advantages. Seattle, Green Bay. We have seen the road team, the line has moved in their favor by three and a half points. Denver to six or five and a half here at Circa. And then the Jets against Green Bay. Jordan Love may not play in that game. And I think that's what's driving this line move. Right. We figured we weren't going to see a lot of Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah. I mean, it's been flat out said he's not playing. Right. But when Jordan Love, I think he missed practice today. Mm -hmm. Didn't practice. They said the MRI came back clean, but you have to think now there's going to be a short leash on him to say the least. Because, if he even uh, plays. Right? But I don't know how many quarterbacks. I got to look at how many quarterbacks they actually have in camp. Because teams have been fluctuating. Some have had three. Some have had four or more. So it would be interesting exactly what does Green Bay have from a, a depth yeah. standpoint. And I know one of our guests later on tonight, Eric Eager, uh, he talked about it on his podcast. There are some really uh Great ways to attack the preseason, and live movement was uh, was certainly one that worked out quite well in week one. Playing unders blindly, that worked out incredibly well, Sean. The 14-3? Thir- and three? Oh, Right now, including the Hall of Fame game, 14-3 and three to the under. Wow. 13-3 and three to the under in week one. There you have uh, the preseason so far. Favorites covering uh, 9-7-1 ATS, 10-7 straight up. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot to get into, and we're getting closer and closer to college football. One of my... It is my favorite time. Less than two weeks away from uh, from some big boys hitting the floor, uh, hitting the field. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Let's get this bad boy rolling. It is the nightcap on a Monday here on Veasan. It is the nightcap. Tim Murray, Sean King, former Tulane great. And I start with Tulane because the AP Top 25 came out today, Sean. I'm not one who gets too geeked up over preseason rankings. No, get hyped. But there are some interesting nuggets looking at the AP Top 25, looking at betting odds for who could win the championship, who could make the playoff, some some uh, things you can kind of poke and prod at that preseason Top 25, teams that 
maybe weren't ranked at the end of last year that are ranked highly? How do they normally fare in that particular season? So we have it up on vcin.com, uh, the odds for the particular teams to win the championship and where they rank in the AP Top 25. But I am I am fired up, so that's why your Tulane Green Wave greats today. Absolutely. You know what's <laughs> interesting about the Top 25? No one's talking about Texas. Nope. And I'm just very interested. Steve Sarkeesian got married this offseason, coming off winning the national championship. Heisman, winner and runner-up on his offense. Mm-hmm. Texas might surprise some people. They have got themselves quite, and, you know, it's a lot of people, because of what happened last year, Louisiana Lafayette opening the season, beating Iowa State, a team that would eventually go on to win a New Year's Six bowl game. Louisiana Lafayette bringing everybody back, including their head coach and Billy Napier. There's a lot of hype that, oh, yeah, Texas is in trouble week one. That number opened around two touchdowns has been bet down to nine and a half in, in towards Louisiana Lafayette. I mean, Texas still laying nine and a half. But Steve Sarkeesian and what we've seen coaches going to work under Nick Saban and what it's done for their career. I mean, look at Lane Kiffin now. And he's he's doing some things at Ole Miss prior to that, did some things uh, at FAU and B. John Robinson, their running back, Texas's running back, he's a first-team All-American. He's, you better believe Steve Sarkeesian has some, has some plays for B. John Robinson. Absolutely. And what Saban does during his mentorship, and he's kind of the rehabilitation facility for, like, <laughs> the Fired Head Coaches Association of America. <laughs> but most of these guys are really talented, but they have a deficiency. He allows them to peel back the curtain and figure out how to fix that deficiency, and I think that's what happened with Sarkeesian, a guy who had been up for some head jobs and kind of been finishing second. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think he's prepared and ready for this move. Not as much fanfare as when Herman came, yep. but I think this is better because I think Texas has been close the last two years. They, they've bridged the gap a little bit from a talent standpoint. They've gotten the games to the fourth quarters. They just have not won them. I think he puts them over the hill. I wouldn't be surprised if Texas – has a say in this Big 12 championship. Ooh, I like that. I, there is a lot of, there's a lot of love. And, and we're starting today our look at all of the conferences over the next couple of weeks before college football starts. Today will be the Pac-12, Pac-12. Mm-hmm. but we will get to the Big 12 because I think the Big 12 this year is very, very intriguing. You, you obviously have the storyline, which is Texas and Oklahoma ultimately defecting and going to the SEC, but... Iowa State has multiple pros on their roster. If you look at the Athletic and their their preseason first-team All-Americans, three from Iowa State on that roster, not including Brock Purdy, who many believe is capable of being a first-team All-American, their quarterback there at Iowa State. Iowa State's got a lot of hype. They're a preseason top 10 team, as we showed the, uh, the, the preseason top 10, highest they've ever been as a school. Oklahoma, many believe, a realistic chance to win the national championship, but I, I tend to agree. I think there's a lot of talent on this roster. Sarkeesian, I thought when he walked into USC, obviously he had some off-the-field issues uh, that, that came to the, the forefront, but I just felt like he wasn't ready for that particular position. It feels like 
he now is ready to be the leader of a big-time program, and, and we'll see what happens there in Austin. I agree. Parity in the Big 12. I don't think anyone runs the table. I think Ooh. they all have at least one loss because that's how much parity I think it now has. We haven't even mentioned Gary Patterson. They mm-hmm. find a way to beat someone every year. Baylor. <laughs> Third Texas. year, I think, there with, with the Aranda. So, I mean, that league is better than people think. Yeah, we will uh, We will definitely get into the Big 12 over the next two weeks. Uh, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll do it tomorrow. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but uh, today will be the Pac-12, and there's no one really better in the Pac- to talk Pac-12 than Yogi Roth. He's going to join us later on in the show. Eric Eager, our good friend from Pro Football Focus, top of the next hour. And uh, what happened over the weekend, betting preseason football, the futures market, everything you need to know about where money's been coming in, sharp action, all that with Patrick Everson, our great friend. He'll join us in a couple of hours. But I go on vacation for a couple of days, get away, and the first week of my new co-host wraps up with headlines. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't think we were, you know, I'd be sitting next to, you know, Skip Bayless or, uh, or Max Kellerman over here. But Can uh, I get a little Shannon Sharp? A little Shannon Sharp. Uh, Stephen A., whoever gets you know, is your fancy. But we were talking about rookie quarterbacks, uh, last week before I departed mm-hmm. and you weren't very high on, on Zach Wilson. And, and then on Thursday you had a ranking of your, of the rookies. I did. And you had Zach Wilson at number six, by the way, ahead of Trey Lance. That is a, a very Trey Lance almost didn't make the list. Wow. I'm well, not high on Trey Lance. We, we need to get to that. Uh, but, the thing, and I know this about you because, look, you played the position. You know these players. You evaluate them. You're not trying to make headlines. You're just speaking honestly. So let's start with Zach Wilson and his performance from over the weekend. It was six for nine, mm-hmm. couple couple balls. He had some good zip on it. Uh, his odds now sit at 10 to one to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. So let's start with Zach Wilson because that's the one that got the most notoriety. Um, what did you make of, of Zach Wilson's play on uh, over the weekend? I thought the Jet fan base has a lot to be encouraged about. I'm a guy when it comes to evaluating quarterbacks in the preseason, I don't even look at the statistics because mm-hmm. they don't matter. You know, you pull up Trey Lance, he threw an 80-yard touchdown pass. He was absolutely the worst overall of all the rookies that I saw perform, and I saw all the notable guys. I thought he was the one that lacked composure and accuracy. If you're a Jet fan, Zach Wilson looked very mature for a rookie playing his first preseason game. For whatever that means, he was composed in the pocket, he had zip on the ball, and he was accurate. Having said that, it was a very bland defense he was going up against. So I try not to read into uh, the preseason too much one way or another. I'm just looking for little subtle things, and he did have an encouraging performance. Six of nine, 63 yards, and yeah, from what I saw, and I wasn't sitting down evaluating these quarterbacks, but from what I saw, I was I was pretty impressed by by Zach Wilson. I'm rewinding every completion. I'm looking at the coverage. I'm looking at the route concept. Did he make the right decision? So, like, I take a lot of pride, yeah. in my opinion, when it comes to these guys because I root for all of them. And I want all of them to be successful. Ultimately, they won't all be successful. Right. So I'm just trying to make sure that I have a great idea about who's capable of what and who I think is going to be successful and who's not. I mean, it, it, is, it is such an inexact science. You think about scouts in the front offices, how much time they spend. I mean, it's their livelihoods to draft players and specifically quarterbacks. And it's a 50%. And that's being that's being. Yeah, nice. 50% hit rate of first-round quarterback, Sean. Right. 
I mean, it is, it is hard. But you mentioned bland coverage, and we'll, we'll get to how this correlates to Offensive Rookie of the Year. But there is a buzz. There is a hype about Justin Fields. Spectacular in college. Um, you've talked about him, and I, I absolutely agree. You know, people just look at the Northwestern Big Ten Championship game and kind of pull him down while they don't really look at how he outplayed Trevor Lawrence in the college football semifinal in his next game. But, man, the love affair that we had with Justin Fields in that game over the weekend was was something to be seen on social media. And I jokingly tweeted out, hey, if you want to bet it, 160 to 1 for him to win NFL MVP, <laughs> you know. But, Now's the time. But you, but you mentioned bland defenses. And Justin Fields, after the game, I'm curious. I didn't love the comment. He said the game felt slow to me. Yeah. In game one of the preseason, right. when there's no scheme and and you're not playing against the ones, that I I, I was like, careful, big fella. Let's slow it down a little bit. And I've always felt like from a distance, that's if there is something that's his kryptonite, I think it is his confidence. Mm-hmm. But that's also what makes him the player that he is. A lot of guys would have mentally not been capable of putting that performance up after all the criticism, ridicule, falling in the first round, lower than you thought you were going to go. But it's that self-belief that makes him the player he is. He's just got to figure out, especially now, we talked about this, you know, with Jeff on Thursday and Friday. Mm -hmm. The media is a part of your livelihood now. They're always around. There's always going to be a microphone in your face. As a highly drafted rookie, you have to learn sometimes just to say nothing. But I didn't like the, the game. Well, so, of course, it was slow because you're playing against third stringers. <laughs> but he went out and did a lot of encouraging things, just like Zach Wilson did, just like Trevor Lawrence did, just like Mac Jones had done previously before the weekend. So I think all those organizations saw some things that make them really excited. Now it's can that quarterback continue to grow and build upon it because failure is coming, and then how do they handle failure when it presents itself? Justin Fields uh, had uh, the highlight was the, the, the touchdown scramble uh, for 21 yards, showing his athleticism, which is, which is what he has, and it's tremendous. And see, the highlight for me was him in the pocket mm-hmm. delivering the football. I know his athleticism. I mean, he was when you, he actually scrambled. You see how fast he is? Yeah, well, he really yeah. wants to run. Yeah. Like, I know he possesses all of that. My thing was, will he just sit in the pocket, be comfortable, get to his second and third reads, and deliver the football, and he really did a good job with that. Now, they didn't catch everything. There were some contested uh, catches in the first half. Yeah. But in the second half, they started hauling those balls, and Rodney Adams, a guy coached at South Florida, had a really big game pulling for Rodney to make that ball club. He deserves it, but Justin is special. You can see it. He's special. Should he start week one over Andy Dalton? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Because he's good enough. And if you're an organization – you know, and, and something our, our guest at the top of the hour has spoken a lot, as we've talked about. He's a, he's a, uh, a PhD. Uh, <laughs> but what he talks about is it's true, right? You only have these players under this cheap salary for so long. So if they're ready, get them in there now. So you can benefit from the, honestly, the, the cheap uh, nature of their salary. Build it around and put pieces around and re-sign players until you have to ultimately decide if you're going to pay them the big money. Uh, so we'll see. And we'll, once again, we'll get to the Offensive Rookie of the Year. But I want to get to your number one rated quarterback, which is Mac Jones. And you, mm-hmm. you, you probably talked about this a bit with Jeff on Friday. But Mac Jones, to me, looked like the better quarterback. Now, once again, it's 
vanilla defenses, and he didn't start the game. Cam Newton was the one getting chased down by Chase Young off the edge, who at times just looks like a man amongst boys. But Mac Jones, 13 of 19, uh, 87 yards. Similar numbers when you look at average, but I think his his uh, passes down the field were a little bit more than Cam Newton. What did you make of of your number one rated quarterback coming into the NFL draft, Mac Jones? I mean, he's exactly what I thought he was. I mean, if you need a rookie quarterback to come in and play in this 2021 season, in my opinion, he's the only rookie that's capable of helping you guys make the playoffs and be successful in the playoffs. Because I think he's that prepared from a pocket, functional mobility standpoint, from a processing standpoint, and from a ball location and timing standpoint. He's the guy. He's not the most physically gifted. He doesn't have the biggest arm. He's not the tallest. He's not going to run the fastest 40. But if you said, I have to have a guy that's going to play this year, and we have expectations, Mac Jones is head and shoulders better than the other guys in this class when it comes to that particular thing. And now New England right now has not decided. They're still mum over who should be their starting quarterback. Cam, once upon a time, was one of the best players in the league, right? Let it let a team to the Super Bowl, one MVP. I'm of the opinion that Mac Jones should be the starter. What do you think? Here's what stinks for Cam. And I'm a person that always gives Cam his flowers while he's still playing. Mm-hmm. Cam's a former NFL MVP. Yeah. He led a or, an organization to a, a Super, Super Bowl, Bowl appearance. Yep. So I have a lot of respect for what he was able to accomplish. In my opinion, Cam's issue is Mac Jones is the absolute, completely most opposite quarterback. So all of Cam's deficiencies are magnified when Mac's in the game because he's completely different. He doesn't have Cam's athletic ability. He doesn't have Cam's big arm. And he makes up for that with his timing and ball location. So it's always going to look funky because Cam's kind of an abstract specimen when it comes to that position. Doesn't look the smoothest all the time. Ball isn't always in the right position, but it's coming. It's a fastball. He's able to get away and avoid sacks, make plays with his feet. And here comes this kid and just sits in the pocket. He delivers the ball. Left flat, right flat, right middle, left middle. Moves in the pocket, checks it down. Like, it's the worst. He seems like, Sean. It's the worst thing camp could ever be in from a competition. And doesn't he just seem like the guy that is tailor-made for Bill Belichick? Absolutely. Not going to make mistakes. Not going to overwhelm you with with athleticism or this massive arm. But he's he knows where all your receivers' routes are going to end. He knows where to deliver the ball, what time. Tim, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's no, no, no listen, I'm not from saying he's the guy ability, in Tampa from Bay. An ability standpoint, he is 100% Tom Brady. Right. 100. 100%. They're the same. Brady's limitations are Max limitations. Brady's super elite gifts are Max super elite gifts. Now, will it all match up and right. he end up being that successful? Probably no one ever at that position will win at the level Brady has for as long as he has, but far as the evaluation, that's who Mac Jones is. Well, with that being said, he could be the week one starter. Is Mac Jones now a good bet for Offensive Rookie of the Year? We'll discuss those odds, how they've changed since draft night. We're just getting started. That's Sean King, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I'm Tim Murray. It is the Nightcap here on VEASAN. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We keep it rolling here on the nightcap, breaking down what we saw, what we saw, what Sean saw (laughs) from these rookie quarterbacks in preseason game number one. I want to just quickly run through Trevor Lawrence because it's so funny how the number one pick, the favorite to win offensive rookie of the year, 
really hasn't gotten much discussion whatsoever because we all knew he was going to go number one. We know he's starting in Jacksonville. So we're more intrigued by Justin Fields because, well, should he start in Chicago? Should, we're more intrigued by Mac Jones. Should he start in New England? Trey Lance, should he start in San Francisco? And we're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is going to start. So what did you see from Trevor Lawrence in game one? You're going to hear me say this. I, I thought some very encouraging things. Yeah. I think the Jaguar fan base should be really excited about – the physical stature of Trevor Lawrence. Like, he looks huge out there. Not necessarily from a density standpoint, but from a a, a tallness standpoint. He looks the part. I thought he made some good throws, especially extended one play, found a tight end, you know, down the right middle hash for a big play. Ball security is going to have to improve. Got really lucky. I think the first or second play of the game got sacked. The ball went on the ground. He's able to recover it. But it's going to be a work in progress there because I don't think they're great around him. Mm -hmm. And again, my only issue with him was how is he going to exist and is he going to flourish outside the bubble of Clemson? Very sheltered at Clemson. You know, Dabo does a great job of not exposing, you know, his players to a lot of scrutiny and criticism. You win as much as Clemson has the last six to eight years. there, There isn't a lot of scrutiny, but what happens when that scrutiny comes? That's what I want to find out about Trevor Lawrence. But Physically, he's got a lot of attributes that you look at and you like. All right, let's take a look now at Offensive Rookie of the Year. And uh, the odds have shifted, not mainly because of what we saw this week. They've just shifted since where we were uh, after the draft. So Trevor Lawrence opened the favorite, still the favorite, at 3-1. to one. Justin Fields has now plus 650, uh, and, and that's been moving a little bit. Trey Lance down to 7-1. to one. The two non-quarterbacks, Najee Harris down to eight to one, Kyle Pitts down to nine to one, and then what I think it gets intriguing, Zach Wilson has dropped to ten to one, mm-hmm. and Mac Jones has has gone from fourteen to one down to ten to one. When you look at that board right now, the receivers haven't really changed all that much. Jamar Chase fourteen to one, Devonte Smith and Jalen Waddle both sitting at eighteen to one. Devonte Smith dealing with some injuries there uh, in Philadelphia. Anything of those 10 that you see, Sean, that jump out at you? I love the Mac Jones. Even though it's 10 to 1, I just think where the New England's at, he's going to end up being the starter. I think he's a perfect fit for that system. I think he's going to look tremendous. I also love Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Made some plays, even though Burrow didn't play in Tampa. You know Burrow's going to throw the ball to his former LSU teammate. I think he has a chance for a big season. When I came on the show before I joined Visa, yeah. I said Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stick with my initial pick because I think that's where the value is. I think Tua, because he has some physical limitations, maybe won't push the ball down the field as much to Devontae Parker and some of those taller guys. So I think Jalen's going to have a chance to have a lot of yards after the catch. I'm going to stick with Jalen Waddle right now, but I think it's good value on Matt Jones at 10-1 to and Jamar Chase on, at 14-1. to I know, uh, I know you were critical of him, but... What you saw was encouraging just for the first game. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson, the number two pick, he now has three quarterbacks' odds shorter than his at 10 to 1. What did you see? It's just one game, but at 10 to 1, were you encouraged enough to look a little bit more at Zach Wilson? No, because I just don't think the Jets are going to have any kind of team success. Right. You know, and. You know, I think Zach is going to have moments where he's Johnny Manzelish, you know, where he kind of runs around, makes a crazy play. But I think the turnovers eventually are going to come, and I think the losses are going to be there from the start. So I think it's hard in that situation 
to get en enough momentum on the positive side to win rookie of the year because these guys are really talented on this list. We haven't even mentioned Kyle Pitts. That's you know, my bet. So I made a Kyle Pitts bet right when it came out. I got him at 12 to 1. I, I love that offense. We've talked about what we expect from Matt Ryan this year. Julio Jones is gone. If you watch him at Florida, he's a red zone machine. Yeah, he's a ball. He's a matchup nightmare. Now, the worry is, and I know a lot of people have mentioned this, well, he's a tight end. Well, replace TE with WR. Are you as worried? You know, I know a lot of Atlanta people, well, it's a tight end. He's, yeah, but he's going to line up on the slot a lot. He's a mismatch. What? How many linebackers can check Kyle Pitts? Very few. I mean, he's going to be the same issue, and he's going to get the same attention that Gronkowski gets. Right. Uh, guy in Kansas City. Kelsey. Kelsey, Travis Kelsey gets. He's in that mold. Like, from a spectacular play standpoint, he'll be relevant. But as of today, when you show me those odds, a quarterback or Kyle Pitts, I'm going to have to take Mac Jones. So of those odds we showed and what we've seen and just the feel right now that I'm getting, Mac Jones. Mac Jones, Ooh, 10 to 1. Mac Jones. Well, Mac Jones, he's no longer at Alabama. Either is Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle. Guess what? Still number one, we'll discuss the AP Top 25 on the other side. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all 
I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think, Love he's it. gonna guard, he don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard, like, you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears, <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock, and then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. College Football Betting Guide is here. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams. Plus, power ratings for every single team now is also a great time to get your all-access VEASAN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free all-access trial today at VEASAN.com. We'll continue the NFL discussion, betting the preseason, which Sean is now looking into a little bit more. Looking up. Looking in. Eh. You know, we... Matt Humans will do that to you. He comes on, he says, I like the Patriots, and I like the Raiders, both winners. Here's what I want our listeners <laughs> and our viewers to understand. Life's always about evolution. That's true. Sometimes our stubbornness is what has made us successful, but also when you're exposed to new information and you find it fascinating and the results seem to back it up, you have to be able to pivot. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now with preseason NFL football. I'm pivoting a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's uh, it's not something I, I go crazy betting, but I do think there is, I mean, the NFL market is the most difficult market to mm-hmm. beat in all of sports. It is. Preseason football, maybe there are some things that you can maybe get an advantage on. So uh, so we will I will continue to talk about it. I, I, I am not a huge preseason better, but I did uh, I did listen to our good friend Matt Humans. I put a little bit on those two games, so that was nice. Uh, that was nice. But college football is coming around the corner. Less than two weeks away, we'll have that week zero, uh, mm-hmm. which has got a couple decent games. I think most notably uh, UCLA and Hawaii. Curious to see what UCLA has. We'll talk some Pac-12 here in less than 10 minutes. Uh, and also you'll see uh, Brett Bielema uh, back as a head coach uh, as he is now uh, the head coach at Illinois when they take on Nebraska. But the top 25 has been released. And uh, surprise, surprise, Alabama's number one. They are the number one team, according to the AP voters. Oklahoma, uh, two. They got six first-place votes. Clemson, three. Ohio State, four. Georgia, five. And as you see right there on the graphic, for those tuning in on vcin.com, it's kind of a cluster of those five teams of championship odds at DraftKings, and then it falls off a cliff. Texas A&M, 35-1. to Iowa State thirty to one, your Cincinnati Bearcats eighty to one, mm. my Notre Dame Irish fifty to one, North Carolina forty to one. List goes on and on. Sean, is there a team outside of that top five that can win two games against the elite of the elite? 
I think it that's the trickiest part for me because I'll go back to 2012 real quickly. 2012, that's when Alabama beat the brakes off Notre Dame. People might forget about this. Notre Dame was very close to playing Kansas State in the national championship that year. But ultimately, Kansas State got upset, I think, by RG3, and Alabama gets in, and Alabama wins by four touchdowns. That can't happen anymore. Maybe a team sneaks in to that four spot or that three spot, but you have got to beat a big dog. Outside of the top five, is there a team that can win it all? I think there are multiple. Woohoo! And, like you know, just based on the odds, because there's such a significant drop-off, I mean, if you just put $10 on every team from 6 to 25, <laughs> you'll make money if any of them win. That is true. But more often than not, they don't win. That's, right. the, I mean, that's the crazy but, thing. And, and the only team that has really done it was the magical year of 2019 with Joe Burrow and that LSU team. After that, it is nobody, as you see right here, going back to the inception of the college football playoff, all seven eventual champions were ranked in the preseason top six and the Bear, Chris Felica, was tweeting out these nuggets all day. Uh, and LSU was the team that, that you could have made some money on. I'll, I'll say this. Because of the uncertainty at quarterback at that top group. Yep. The only team you know, that has a certainty at quarterback is Oklahoma. Is Oklahoma, Spencer. And Ryan. even Spencer was up and down last year. Yep. A couple games he got put on the bench because he wasn't performing. Early on in right. the year, he started to pick it up. As but he's not up. a no-brainer. Sure. Like, he's talented, but it's not like he's coming off of a Heisman campaign. Same thing with DJ. DJ played outstanding in the two uh, games mm-hmm. that Trevor wasn't there. But it's his first time carrying the weight for the entire year. JT Daniels' experience, I don't know if he's elite from a talent standpoint. You know, I think you're a little higher on him. I am. Th- than I am. Bryce Young. What? I mean... Five-star recruit. If you go by how much money he's making off the field, I mean, he's won the Heisman already. But again, C.J. Stroud at Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, and Alabama's kind of just been like a revolving door of elite players at that position, especially lately. You know, before Alabama's perception and their re- reality was really good everywhere but quarterback. Mm-hmm. A lot of journeyman guys at quarterback, but they've, you know, Jalen Hurts, uh, Tua, Mac Jones. You know, they've started to change. You know, know that trend in a positive way. So, again, I just think when you get to the Texas A&Ms and the Floridas and the LSUs and the Oregons and the Wisconsins, I mean, the Penn States, all it takes is for one of those teams to get hot. They're in a big enough conference, and if any of those teams runs the table, they're in the college football playoff. And this is kind of why, because it's 35-1 to and up, from six down, everything has value, in my opinion, if you have a strong opinion about one of those programs. See, the issue I have is we've just seen this year after year. Last year, Notre Dame loses by 17. Year before that, Oklahoma loses by 35. Year before that, it was Notre Dame again. They get blown out. The year before that, it was Oklahoma. and oh, It was actually the same year when, uh, when they had Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. And the score wasn't indicative. It was 45-34. We saw Washington get in. They get blown out. Michigan State, they get blown out. I just That's where my hesitation falls, Sean, about looking at Texas A&M. Also, quarterback question. Texas A&M, they've been recruiting at, a, at an elite level. Mm-hmm. But what are they going to do when they play Alabama this year? Granted, Alabama, no, Alabama won't be coming off a bye. I'm trying to do the the roster in my head. Iowa State, they've got a ton of talent. Uh, They've got, you know, first-team All-Americans. They've got Kohler at tight end. They've got Brees Hall. They've got Brock Hurdy. They've got a ton of talent. Your guy, uh, Hal at UNC. Love him. 
I just don't think the right team has gotten in. Boise State team to beat Oklahoma, I'd love to see them if we had a college football playoff in that mix. The UCF team that beat Auburn, I'd yeah. have loved to see if they could have got in with well, Mackenzie Milton and his magic. Like, I just don't think the right non-elite little group of six schools that's always there has gotten in to where they had the dynamic quarterback and the experience to, to actually pull the victory out. It's going to happen this year. Let's go Bearcats. Can I get the first five and you get everybody else? Absolutely. I'd take it in a heartbeat. All right. There's our bet. I get I get Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State, and Georgia. Even odds? It's happening this year. Nah, I need a little more juice than that. But it's happening. Down go the Goliaths. <laughs> well, we'll get into There's no Goliaths in the Pac-12, but maybe one of those teams finally gets invited to the dance this year. It's been five years. We'll start our conference previews with the Pac-12 next right here on the Nightcap. Instant Match searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. Find out more, head to Indeed.com slash credit. Tulane Green Wave, great 10th in the Heisman Trophy in 1998. That is Sean King. 10th in the Heisman Trophy. Should have been there. 10. Mom thinks I'm a 10. Should have been there. How about that for the trifecta? I liked it. Um... We're going to get to the Pac-12 here in just a sec, but you had a question because you are, you are all about finding, I mean, realistically, there's no, well, I mean, I guess you could, Cincinnati, if, if they could get invited to the dance. I go back to what Bruce Feldman said to us last week, which is Cincinnati not only needs to run the table, they need Notre Dame to go 10-2. and two. And that's the biggest thing, is they need to beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame on October, October 2nd. Easy for me to say. Mm-hmm. I'm choked up because I don't want that to happen. They needed that to happen, and they need Notre Dame to go out and beat USC. They need Notre Dame to beat North Carolina. They need Notre Dame to be 10-2 and two because if Notre Dame goes 8-4, and four, now that win's not as sexy as it once was. I, I just think back to, and you know this team, you remember this team quite well, right? Houston in... 2016 was the number, they were preseason number 16. Mm-hmm. Week one, they beat Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. They go 5-0. and They're Number six in the country. Early October, they lose the Navy. Two weeks later, they lose again, and their season, for all intents and purposes of getting to the playoff, was done. Uh, they ended up beating Louisville. Uh, they didn't even get it to the AAC championship game. So not only does Cincinnati... In a conference that you know well that can be tricky, need to run the table and look impressive doing so. They need to go to Indiana and win. They need to beat Notre Dame. And I think really importantly for them, they need Notre Dame to go about 10-2. and See, I look at it a little different because I think they need some combination of Tulsa, Central Florida, SMU. That'd be nice, too. To be in the top 25. Yes, I agree. The, they need the, the most perfect storm. underrated conference in all of college football is the AAC. I'm just telling you, I would put the AAC up against the Pac-12, the Big 12, everybody but the SEC and the Big 10. I think the AAC the last five to six years has had better overall teams. And I, what I would say, and I wouldn't totally disagree because I, I know that not as much as you know, but I, you know, I spent three years every week 
preparing for a game in, in that conference, too, just like yourself. Well, a little differently. I, I, I was broadcasting. He was coaching. I was you put the work I, I was just sitting behind a microphone. They're like, oh, South Florida won this game. Um, but uh, I, I, for Cincinnati, a couple, already two things have worked out well for them. Their preseason number eight, mm-hmm. that's check mark one. They have two games against preseason top 25 teams. One that's one of them's ahead the, of them. One that's in the top 10 right. in no, Notre Dame. So Notre Dame's ahead of Cincinnati, right? Aren't they the, seven? Notre Dame is nine in the AP. Okay. But regardless, okay. they have those things working out. The storm is brewing. Mm-hmm. They still need that perfect storm to come together. Uh, but the question you had about the Big Ten, and it is... I was looking for a David to yep. upset Goliath this year. And I was like... The Big Ten is a season conference, mm-hmm. so that champion always is going to be battle-tested. Yep. Whether it's winning at Minnesota or finding a way to win at Ohio State or catching Indiana when Michael Penix is on fire, yep. Iowa, like they're going to be battle-tested. If it's Penn State or, with, or Wisconsin and they've ran the table, that's a big David. That's not like the normal, like, stepkid around the corner that no one knows that kind of comes out of nowhere. Like, these are programs that have played in New Year's Day bowl games for years. They're used to the atmosphere, the environment behind big-time college football. So, I'm just looking for some value. I'm trying to find which David is going to upset Goliath this year because it's going to happen. Well, September 4th, I disagree. But September 4th, (laughs) I think you might get your partially your answer. Wisconsin hosts Penn State on September 4th. That is a huge game, and the winner of that game, I think, has a nice road. More, more so Wisconsin. If they win that game, because remember, they're in the West. Ohio State's in the East. They don't play each other this season. Uh, Wisconsin still has a neutral site game against Notre Dame. They still have a home game against Michigan. But the schedule makes up nicely for Wisconsin because their three toughest conference games, Penn State, Michigan, and Iowa, all at home. It's hard to win at Camp Randall, too. Yep. It's hard. And, I mean, you could argue their most difficult game, just based on the rankings right now, is a neutral site game in Chicago. It's not, it would, you know, ideally for them it would be at home, but they play Notre Dame at a neutral site at Soldier Field, uh, you know, 11 a.m. local kick. Mm-hmm. So uh, keep that in mind. I think Wisconsin, if, I, if you made me pick for you, I would pick Wisconsin over Penn State. I think Penn State, they've got to get the game against Auburn. They've got to get through that gauntlet of the East. They've done it before, but I think that's uh, the tricky one. All right, let's get to the Pac-12, and we'll talk more Pac-12 coming up next hour. Yogi Roth will join us. But this is a fascinating conference to me because you think the ACC, Clemson, massive favorite, odds on. Because you like pudding? Alabama, odds on favorite. Uh, Big Ten, Ohio State, odds on favorite. Pac-12, it is wide open. Right now at DraftKings, Oregon is your favorite at plus 260. Washington's plus 350. USC is 4 to 1. Arizona State and Utah are 5 to 1. Then it drops off a little bit. UCLA 12 to 1. Then it goes a little bit further. Cal, Stanford, Colorado, et cetera, et cetera. The interesting thing to me, Sean, was back on June 1st, and I know a couple of you that pounced on it. I did not. I was too late to the to the draw. Utah was 14 to 1 in town at William Hill to win the Pac-12. That was phenomenal value. Doesn't exist anymore, but phenomenal. Because they bring in Charlie Brewer, Kyle Whittingham, just every year has got a team. Every year. But when you look at this conference, there's a couple teams, I like the way their schedule shakes out. 
but which team kind of jumps at you right now in this conference? Not Maybe not outright winners, but a, a team that you think could really be in the Pac-12 championship. This game. is always a tough eval for me because I just think the Pac-12 is like pudding. It's Delicious. really not. Yeah, it's really not that bad tasting, but it's definitely not something that you go and seek out. Like so, when I look at this conference, know, it reminds me. pudding is pretty. It delicious. reminds me of the NFC East. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is value here, but it's not like it's value on a high-end vehicle. It's right. on like what could potentially be a lemon, or you could keep the car, and it could work great for you. I just I don't love any. I love. Uh, the quarterback at SC, Keaton Slovis, Slovis but I don't know if I can trust Clay Helton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of reasons not to trust Clay Helton. Yes. You know, Oregon, Justin Herbert was still there. I'd probably be buying this stock left and right. He's not. Got Anthony Brown. Uh, yeah, he's not Justin Herbert. No, he's you not. You know, they're not Oregon of old. They're getting better. You know, I think Mario Cristobal is doing an outstanding job, but they're not the most talented team week in and week out like they were under Chip Kelly. Washington. I like Washington. Great home field advantage. If Mm -hmm. I was going to say the most complete team in the Pac-12, it'd probably be Washington, but you aren't getting any value. Only plus 350. You're not getting any value. We have the over-under on wins up right now. My favorite play, just just bet on Washington. I like them to go over nine wins. I love the way the schedule shakes out for them, Sean. So they Mm -hmm. do have a road game week two. At Michigan, right now, they're a two-point underdog. Okay, maybe they lose that game. Their conference schedule really shapes out tremendously for them. They don't play USC. They don't play Utah. They play Arizona State and Oregon, both Pac-12 North teams. Actually, Oregon's Pac-12 North. Arizona State's Pac-12 South. Both of those teams at home. UCLA, also at home. They're four conference road games. Remember, it's a nine-game conference schedule. Every other year, you get five at home and four at home. Well, they got five at home this year. Your four road games at Oregon State. Now, Corvallis is weird, but you should take care of business there. At Arizona, worst team in the conference by leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. At Stanford, David Shaw is one of the best coaches in football. I just don't know if the guys are there right now. And at Colorado. The schedule for Washington really shapes up well. Ten starters back on offense. Eight starters back on defense. Uh, They probably have the most talented defense in the entire Pac-12. So nine wins, I think at worst you're looking at a push there. And I really could see the way this schedule shapes out because you don't have USC, you don't have Utah, Arizona State and Oregon come to your house, as you mentioned, probably the best home field advantage in that entire conference. I think this is a 10-win football team. And if Look, if you like Phil Steele, if he's one of those guys that you believe in, I happen to yep. uh, really Phil's respect his, his knowledge. He says Washington is the number one most, the number one surprise team in all of college football this year, the Washington Huskies. And yes, as it comes to winning the Pac-12, I'm all for it. Plus 350? Yes, I'm all for and it. And I think if you get it a plus 350 ticket, you know, you're, you're looking at, I, I wouldn't, I think you, you've got a great situation on your hands because I think it comes down to this, Sean. When you're looking at the Pac-12 North odds right there, mm-hmm. Oregon and Washington, it's a toss-up game in my opinion. Where's the game being played? Right. Is it being played in Eugene or is it being played in Seattle? It's right. in Seattle this year. Advantage, Washington. You know, Oregon also, by the way, uh, they have their road games. They have to go to Utah. Washington doesn't even have to play Utah. So they have to go to Salt Lake City and play Utah while 
Washington doesn't even have to play Utah this year. So I think the schedule for Oregon doesn't play into their hands. And that's why I would look towards Washington. If I had to make a play on any team, I would have played Utah at the price that they were back in June. That price doesn't exist anymore. So now it's pretty much an even playing field. That's why I go Washington. I'm with you. I'm with you. I was really high on Arizona State, so they had all these issues. Yeah. You know, and the NCAA snooping around, and, you know, coaches are getting paid leave, and he's replacing them. So I just think there's a lot of turmoil right now in, in Tempe. But, and, and I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that I've spent the majority of my life on the East Coast. Right. And on the East Coast, no one cares about the Pac 12. No. So now that I'm on the West Coast, I'm trying to get more into it, but it's still like pudding. But I would go at Washington. I agree with everything that you said. Great schedule, home field advantage in a lot of those tough games. USC's good, though. USC's got talent. Keaton Slovis, as you mentioned, best Clay quarterback Hilton, in man. the Pac-12. Clay Helton. Yeah. By Clay Hill. They went 5-0 and last year. But remember, those first two games, they barely beat Arizona, barely beat Arizona State. New defensive coordinator in Todd Orlando. Eh, just, I can't do it. Can't do it on USC. If I had to make a play, it's Washington. Play the over nine wins. That's Sean. I'm Tim. Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus, top of the hour. It is the nightcap. You're on VC. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.